This is episode 9 of Magic and the Law of Attraction with your glorious host, Madam Pameta. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Madam Pamita, and you're listening once again to Magic and the Law of Attraction, the podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. Well, I want to start out by saying a huge thank you to all of you fabulous Law of Attraction magicians out there. Your support of this podcast has been unbelievably transformative. For me, sharing my love of magic, hoodoo, divination, and law of attraction with you is one of my favorite things in the world. Your fabulous questions and all the sweet comments you leave on iTunes let me know that you love these things just as much as I do. And because of your listening and support of the show, I've got some super exciting news. Magic and the Law of Attraction is at number seven on the iTunes New and Noteworthy in the Spirituality category. That is amazing. I am totally doing my happy dance over here. I really feel like I get to know you and what you like through your questions and comments, and we're creating an amazing tribe here. Every time I record one of these podcasts, I get so happy thinking about sending all that love that you send me in the show right back to you. So I hope you feel that love and also walk away with some great tools for making your life a magical adventure. I'm really excited about this week's question because it dives into something that I don't get to talk about a lot, how to connect with your spirit guides. Connecting with your spirit guides is not something that's easy to show on a YouTube how-to video or write about in a how-to guide. And when I'm having a one-on-one magical coaching session or tarot reading or past life reading with someone, I might mention that my guides are saying something. But in the middle of a session, I really don't have time to explain fully what that means. I mean, I'm focused on you and your reading. So this is something that I work with every day and that's really second nature to me. And yet it's just constantly going on in the background. So I'm glad to be able to bring it up to the forefront in our podcast here and really dive in deep. This topic is such a rich one, and there is so much information that I tried to jam it into one episode, but um, I'm going to have to pull a Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows and break it up into part one this week and next week, part two. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about all the different kinds of spirits that you can connect with and what it looks like when your spirit guides are contacting you. And then next week, I'm going to give you a bunch of things that you can do to connect to your guides and talk about the sorts of situations that may come up in your life where your guides can be really helpful. So Aaron from Houston submitted the question, what is a spirit guide and how do I find and connect with one? Okay, I know every week I say that I love the question and that's because I do. I mean, I pick questions out that I'm really excited to talk about and share with you. So I do really love them. But this week's question is such rich territory and it's going to be so fun to get into that I think it's my favorite that we've covered up until this point. So thank you so much, Erin, for giving us a great podcast playground to frolic in. So to start out, we should get to that main question. 
what is a spirit guide? Is it just some woo-woo new age channeling thing that somebody made up in the 80s along with, I don't know, day glow leg warmers and flash dance tops? (laughs) Well, the terminology of a spirit guide may have become popular in the latter part of the 20th century, but connecting with spirit guides is not a new phenomenon. Think about it. Any prophet or oracle who transmits divine information is connecting to a spirit whether that spirit is a god, goddess, or some undefined entity. As far back as we can go in written history and through all the major religions, we see documentation of prophecy and oracles. And there's a lot of archeological evidence to suggest that oracles and prophecy go back even before written history. Of course, we think about prophets and oracles as being somehow chosen or spiritually special. And to some degree, I think that many are. But in my opinion, it's like any talent. We might not all be a Michelangelo or Leonardo da Vinci, but we all have the capability to learn to draw and make art. Some people might have that magic combination of talent and opportunity and desire and tenacity that make them an exceptional artist. But that doesn't mean you or I can't draw a map or sketch out a design on a napkin. And with a little training and the right training, you might be able to draw more complex things like a portrait. It's the same thing with magic, same thing with divination, and same thing with intuition, and of course, connecting to spirit guides. Some people with a strong desire and a willingness to practice and some natural talent, of course, might be able to just pick it up on their own. But the rest of us who might not be born with that combination can still learn to connect to our spirit guides and use that guidance to help us make choices, take action, and generally just make our lives flow more effortlessly toward what we want. Spirit guides want us to connect with them. So as long as you have the interest and the willingness, you can connect to your guides. Anybody can. So if you are one of those people who thinks, I'd like to learn to contact my spirit guides, but I just don't have the talent. I'd like to challenge you to try some of the things that I'm going to mention in the podcasts this week and next week and see if you don't start getting some beautiful messages from the spirits. So first, let's talk about who or what spirit guides are. Spirit guides are positive entities who do not have a physical form and who connect with us to send us messages to help, aid, and enlighten us. A lot of different entities can fall under the umbrella of being a spirit guide. Gods and goddesses, for example, are really probably the most commonly referenced spirit guides, whether it's the Judeo-Christian God the Father or the Holy Spirit speaking to you or the Egyptian goddess Hathor, for example, or the Norse god Odin or the Hindu goddess Lakshmi or the Orishas or whatever. These deities are channels that people associate with divine energy. So it's natural that if that's who you connect with consciously, that you pray or put your thoughts or energy in their direction, that you would be establishing a channel for them to reach out to you and they would be the ones 
who you would most likely hear from. It's kind of like this. If you are thinking of your friend and you call and leave a message on his or her voicemail, you are more likely to hear from them, right? It's the same thing with spirits. When we reach out to them, we are more likely to hear back from them. And the spirits that are famous, like gods and goddesses, are easier for us to think about and reach out to because we know them through books and stories and so on. But gods and goddesses are not the only spirit guides. Next on the spirit guide list are angels. These can be angels in general, personal guardian angels, or archangels. I like to be a little broad with my concept of angels and include beings like muses under this category too. Of course, you probably know that these divine messengers appear often in the Bible and Quran, and angelic contact is documented in even earlier literature, such as Persian, Babylonian, and Sumerian texts that were written before the Old Testament. So contact with angels has been documented for millennia and are another very well-known form that spirit guides can take. Another form that spirit guides can take can be categorized under a group called the Ascended Masters. The Ascended Masters are beings who were once in human form, but have gone up or ascended to divine status. Examples of Ascended Masters can be Jesus, or saints, or Buddha, Old Testament biblical figures, heroes in Greek mythology who became gods, Indian Mahatmas, and so on. The Ascended Masters also seem to encompass spirits like Abraham, the group of spirits contacted by Esther Hicks, who has written many books on the Law of Attraction. And although the group of spirits called Abraham are not a specific person who has ascended, they tend to teach about and understand the human physical experience like other Ascended Masters do so they seem to fit best in this group. Another category of spirit guides are your personal ancestors, spirits of people who are related to you. These can be the spirits of people who knew you during your lifetime or the spirits of ancestors who died long before you were born. You don't have to have known them or even know their names to reach out to them and connect to them as guides. Another type of spirit guide can be real people who are not ascended masters and who are not related to you. These can be famous people, of course, but they can also be helpful spirits of everyday people who are suited to the type of work or message that you are asking to receive. Yes, you can reach out and connect to famous people who have passed, but you can also pose questions and get answers from helpful spirits who are not well known to Another type of spirit guide is animals. These can be, of course, your beloved pets who have passed on, or they can be spirit animals. Pets who reach out to us are most likely ones that you had a close bond with when they were in physical form. And when you connect with them, you'll be connecting to the spirit of that individual pet. It's also possible to connect to a single animal spirit that you didn't know in life, but this is a little less common. Spirit animals, on the other hand, tend not to be one particular animal, but more like the mother spirit of the animal tribe. And they generally reach out to us through the symbolic archetype of that species or multiple members of the same species. 
With a spirit animal, you're getting a connection with the essence of that animal species and not necessarily the personality of one particular animal. Next, we have nature spirits. There are a ton of these, so many examples from so many cultures. They can be beings like fairies, sprites, gnomes, Scandinavian tomte, Native American weather spirits, Greek nymphs and dryads, the Celtic green man, the devas, jinn, tree spirits, rock spirits, anything connected to a natural element. Sometimes these take the forms of gods or goddesses, but usually they have a more abstract energy rather than a particularly human form. So if there's a culture that you connect with, with a little research, you can discover the nature spirits of that culture and connect to them too. Next on our list of spirit guides, we have mythological beings. Dragons, mermaids, fawns, unicorns, phoenixes, pegasuses, pegasi? I don't know, multiple pegasus, <laughs> and so on. This is such an interesting category. Now, I know there are going to be some of you listening who are going to be like, yes, I love mermaids. And others of you out there who, as I'm reading off this list, are going to be like, Madam Pamita, did you just get back from a Dungeons and Dragons convention? Well, maybe I did, but that is irrelevant. Anyway, the point of this is that these are spirits that we're talking about, and these mythological beings are archetypes and have definite spirit energy. And if you feel connected to them, they are definitely another category of spirit guide that you can contact. So finally, we get to our last group of spirit guides, light beings. These are what I would consider formless spirits, just balls of light or shimmers or bubbles of light or not visible entities at all. These are the ones that you can see in spirit photos, or you may catch a glimpse of them out of the corner of your eye. Sometimes you may not see them at all, and some people call these guides things like my higher self, my inner wisdom, my intuition, but they are definitely spirits who don't take on the particular form of a living thing and are experienced in a more abstract way. Now, unless you're the rare exception, you're not going to be interested and attracted to all these forms of spirit guides. You know, unicorns as spirit guides are not everyone's cup of tea, but the person who connects to unicorns might find ancestor spirit guides boring. So you'll intuitively know which ones you're attracted to, which ones you connect with, and which ones you don't. And just honor that. It's kind of like making friends. You're not going to be friends with everyone. So just listen to the call inside. And if you feel attracted to spirit in one form or another, then that's where you look for contact and connections. Our guides are always sending us messages, but it's up to us to receive those messages. So what can those messages look like? Well, one of the most common ways that our spirit guides reach out to us is through sending us numbers. Digital clocks have really become such an amazing tool in this sense because they are all around us. If you're seeing repeating numbers on your digital clock, like 1111, 222, 555, 111, and so on, or you're seeing these repeating numbers elsewhere, such as on a license plate or addresses and so on, it means that your spirit guides are trying to connect with you. I think of these as being something like spirits knocking on our door. 
The first thing I do when I notice one of these repeating numbers is reflect on what my focus was on at the time that I saw it. Was I daydreaming in a positive way about the future or was I worrying about something? Was I having a good memory from the past or was I focused on just what was in front of me at the moment? Whatever I was thinking about, my guides have a message for me about that topic. Now, since I have been working for a long time on building communication with my guides, they usually tell me right then and there what they need to tell me. Yes, you're going to be okay. Let it go. Do it. Or whatever. But if you're just getting started on getting connected to your guides and you see a repeating number, take a moment to reflect on what was on your mind at that moment. And then just try to listen to what they have to say about it. If you don't hear anything right away, don't fret. Your guides may just be knocking on your door to let you know that they are supporting you in whatever it was that you were thinking about. Which brings up an excellent topic. When I say listen to what your guides have to say, I don't mean you're actually going to hear a voice. It's more like hearing an internal voice. If I were to describe what this feels like, It does feel like a little voice inside, and at first glance, you may feel that you're talking to yourself. But if you start to pay close attention, that other voice doesn't feel like it's coming exactly from you. Sometimes it will contradict what you're thinking or feeling. And if you've been working with high vibration guides, it will always bring a positive message of hope and empowerment. So for example, if you're worried about your final exams and then you hear yourself say inside, it's all going to be okay, you can be sure that that is a message from your guides. And sometimes the message isn't even a voice. It may be a feeling. It may be a vision that you have, seeing something in your mind's eye. So just take a moment, take a beat, and receive that message. But back to seeing those repeating numbers. The last thing I want to add about that is that the number itself that you see has significance. If you study some basic numerology, you will know what the numbers mean, and then you can interpret that in light of what you were thinking about. For example, if you were thinking about someone that you were interested in and you saw 333 on the clock, 333 indicates that there are angels surrounding you and this person and that angels want to help you. So don't worry if you're not an expert in numerology. The giveaway for this episode is a handy chart for understanding the messages behind different repeating numbers. I'll have it posted in the show notes where you can download it for future reference when you see these magical repeating numbers. Another way that your spirit guides can send you messages is through seeing symbols or hearing songs or seeing words. Without even trying to contact ancestors, many people may find that they get messages from their loved ones who have passed on. This can come in the form of seeing words or symbols that have a strong association with that loved one. For example, you might see your grandmother's first name unexpectedly on a billboard, or maybe your best friend was really into red Corvettes and you see a red Corvette when you were thinking about him or her, or you hear the song Little Red Corvette come on the radio. A symbol like this is usually something out of the ordinary that wakes you up and makes you pay attention. But this doesn't only have to be a symbol or word from an ancestor. Maybe you're wanting to contact the Egyptian god Horus, and you go to the coffee house and the barista has an eye of Horus tattooed on her arm. 
or the song Egyptian Lover comes up on the radio. When you reach out to your guides, and I'll tell you how to do that next week, open your eyes and ears to see if you're getting words or symbols that support that connection. Another way that you can work this is through using a predetermined symbol. You can establish this with your spirit guide when you reach out to make a connection. For example, you may decide that you would like to work with the spirit of the Native American war leader, Black Hawk, and you may ask him to show you that he is open to working with you by showing you a hawk. Spend the next seven days looking for a hawk symbol. It could be a live hawk in the sky, but it might be seeing someone wearing a Black Hawk's team t-shirt or seeing a Studebaker hawk driving down the street. The point is that you're asking for a specific symbol and then looking to see if you get an answer to that request. Don't worry if you don't get an answer to a specific request like that, though. It's not that a particular spirit is snubbing you. It may be that they are just not the best spirit for the job and that there's another spirit who wants to work with you and can be more effective. And by the way, I just did a blog post about working with Blackhawk, so I'll post the link to that in the show notes for this episode. And that can give you some hints about how to contact spirit guides and how to work with spirit guides. Another really powerful way that spirit guides can reach out to us is through our dreams. Before you go to sleep at night, say the intention or prayer that your highest vibration guides reach out to you and that you will remember their messages in the morning. When you wake up, try to remember what happened in your dreams, who visited you, what messages they had to tell you, any symbolic items in the dreams, and so on. If you're having a hard time remembering your dreams, it can help to start writing down your dreams in a dream journal first thing when you wake up in the morning. Even if you don't remember a lot at first, just write down anything you remember. As you start doing this, you will remember more and more of your dreams as time goes on. When you write in your journal, take note of who contacted you, what they looked like, and so on especially if they are someone unknown to you, as that may give you guidance as to who these spirit guides are. Another way that spirit guides can contact us is through visions. Any of the senses can be activated. For example, you might see someone out of the corner of your eye, and then when you look, no one is there. Or you might see someone who resembles your loved one, and for a minute you think it's them. Or you might see shadows or lights, or you might smell a perfume or floral scent, or the smell of your grandma's peach pie. Or you might feel the touch of someone on your shoulder or a change in temperature in the room. Any of these visions can be a sign that your spirit guides are around you and reminding you that they are there to help. Spirit guides can also reach out to you by sending people into your life. You may ask one of your spirit guides for assistance, and that assistance may come through a human channel. For example, let's say you wanted help starting a new business, and you asked your guides for help. And then you meet a person who turns out to be a more experienced business person who's happy to share some tips and tricks with you. Or maybe you're feeling intimidated by a situation, and then you strike up a conversation with someone at the grocery store, and without knowing your issue, They say, feel the fear and do it anyway. These kinds of messages are coming from your guides through the humans around you. And related to that are another way that our guides can reach out to us. Synchronicities. 
Synchronicities are meaningful coincidences, meaning that something seems to happen coincidentally, but actually has a deeper significance. And really, a lot of what we mentioned up until this point can fall under that broader category of synchronicity. The person with the message for you, the symbol you see, or the song that you hear, and so on. Those can all be categorized as synchronicities. Synchronicities can also show up in ways to charm us or make us smile. Our spirit guides aren't humorless twits. They love to surprise and delight us. Small things like thinking, I wish I had a cupcake, and then finding a cupcake on your desk at work. Or big things like the perfect job opportunity opening up for you just when you're most ready to make a change. These are the kinds of sweet, synchronistic surprises that your spirit guides will bring to you just because they love you. So we've looked at who your spirit guides could be. Gods, goddesses, angels, saints, ascended masters, ancestors, people from the past who are not related to you, animals, nature spirits, mythological beings, or light beings. We've also looked at possible ways that spirit guides reach out to us, repeating numbers, symbols, songs, words, dreams, visions, helpful people, and synchronicities. That was a lot to cover, but it is so much fun to talk about this topic. Next week, we're going to go even deeper and take a look at some of the amazing ways that you can reach out to your spirit guides and establish a relationship with them and also look where spirit guides can help us in our life circumstances. Well, that just about does it for this episode of Magic and the Law of Attraction. A big thank you is in order for Aaron. Thank you, Aaron, for your fabulous question. And hey, you listener out there, if you have a burning question about spells, hoodoo, law of attraction, and any other magical topic, you can go to magicandthelawofattraction.com and submit your questions there. I love seeing your questions and I love seeing what you're interested in. And if your question gets chosen for a future episode, you get a gift certificate to my online store, Madame Pamita's Parlor of Wonders. So make your way over to magicandthelawofattraction.com and check it out. There are so many wonderful reviews that you have left on iTunes, and I am so very thankful for you getting us in the top 10. That is awesome. Thank you all so very much for downloading the show, listening, and then posting a review on iTunes. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you who have spread the word and those who will continue to spread the word. I send you an extra special dose of love beams. And here's my weekly shout out to the following fabulous listeners who have left reviews this week. To Morbineer, who says, I'm really enjoying this podcast. Thank you. To Ruth Chase Artist, who, by the way, is a great artist, and you should go check out her stuff at ruthchasefineart.com. Ruth Chase Artist, who says, I'm always looking for a fresh perspective on law of attraction, and here I found it. To Melly Sparkle, who gave not only a great review for the show, but of my YouTube videos and the Parlor of Wonders mail order. So thank you so much, Melly Sparkle. To Jorge, who said, I want to thank you for the weekly gift of hope you offer through your fantastic podcast. You are so welcome, Jorge. Thank you again, you fabulous reviewers, for all the kind words. And as you can tell, those reviews really, really, really do help. They are what get the show up on those new and noteworthy charts so other people can find us here and join us in the fun. 
So every week we run a contest to pick our favorite written review from the week and give that person a free 30-minute tarot reading with me. And we have a winner for this week. This week's winner is Mother Peace, who says, With a voice like butter, Madame Pamita explains the mysteries of hoodoo and the craft in a clear and welcoming way that soothes concerns about this work being difficult or beyond the layman's grasp. She also explains why one would want to use these tools in a common sense, everyday way. Aside from the extensive knowledge Madame Pamita has, the beautiful delivery of the information is undeniable. It's almost as if we're sitting at a table drinking tea as she speaks and brings her images and knowledge to life. Almost hypnotic. The first time I listen to each podcast is for pure pleasure. The second time I take notes and apply. Thank you, Madame Pamita, for such a lovely and informative podcast. Hey, Mother Peace, how did you know that I was drinking tea while I record this? Thank you for your amazing and very sweet review. Please send me an email so we can send you your gift certificate for a 30-minute reading. So let's do it again this week. Just go to iTunes, subscribe, download, leave a review, and we'll pick our favorite written review from this week and give that person a free 30-minute tarot reading. So get your review in right away and you might win. I love this contest. I love giving you guys shout outs and I love giving away prizes. I think giving away prizes is so, so, so fun. And I've got more goodies to give away to all of you. If you head over to parlorofwonders.com, you can pick up a free copy of my gorgeous illustrated ebook, Seven Secrets to Supercharge Your Spell Work. You get it just for signing up for my Spell a Week newsletter. The newsletter itself is awesome. I always give the directions to a new spell each week and every week I give the link to an amazing free giveaway by one of my colleagues. This week's freebie is going to be something super special. So if you're not signed up, you are missing out. Go to parlorofwonders.com and sign up. Get on that and do it right now. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm looking forward to next week when we'll continue our dialogue about contacting your spirit guides. It's Advanced Graduate School Double Secret Probation Spirit Guide Contact. Is that what we should call the next episode? Hmm. How about I just call it, How Do I Contact My Spirit Guides? Part 2. Until next time, this is Madame Pamita saying, keep making your life the most magical adventure ever. Ever.